0: I'm starting to feel like it's Christmas Eve. Was that good or what? Yeah, praise God for that. Guys, girls, (laughs) amazing, just awesome. Set the tone. So here we are, Christmas Eve. So let's focus on this most important event. It's why we're all here tonight, isn't it? To get where we need to be. During the Christmas season, what one word would you say is on people's lips more than any other word? Present. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, good. Let's get creative now. Come on, let's... joy. Joy. There's a good one. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Love. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Nobody said Jesus. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty good. No, I'm talking about people in general. I mean, if you're all church people, yeah, you're going you're to give me the right answers. They are good. They're wonderful answers. Um, there are many words. Joy. Uh, when I was growing up, it was vacation. Uh, this isn't two words, but no school. I mean, that's well, that's what when I thought of Christmas. I'm being honest with you, okay? It's the kind of kid I was. Decorations, even food. But I'd like to suggest that at Christmas time, there's a word on most people's lips that also occupies many thoughts and is evident even in our actions. And Ben came real close. Gift. It's a gift. Ben demonstrated for us, if you were here last Sunday morning, uh, that gifts are a really big part of Christmas, aren't they? I mean, whether you agree or not that they should be, aren't they? Yeah, of course they are. And I know that there is tremendous anticipation in this very room tonight for what is under the tree. And it's not just from the kids. I know this because I am one of you. We all had lists of gifts. Gifts that we hoped we'd be able to buy and to give. We all had lists of gifts that we hoped we'd be able to receive. And some years we received gifts that we wish we hadn't gotten at all. So that can happen. But there's this great Christmas verse in the Bible. And it talks about this whole gift idea. And it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. And it goes like this. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. And that's it. Don't you love short verses? Because this verse isn't found and tucked away in a lot of the stories we typically read at Christmas time, we don't often think of this verse, let alone 2 Corinthians, in light of Christmas. But couldn't this one verse be on every Christmas card? With this simple statement, Paul unwraps the gift of Jesus Christ for you and for me. This one verse should really grab our attention. Paul's this brilliant rabbi, saved by God's grace. He's got this broad vocabulary. He's well-learned, well-read. He's a, he's a master of the Greek language and a capable communicator. More of his writings occupy the New Testament than any other writer, and arguably he's the greatest theological mind that you and I have. Yet, he pauses. He pauses when he comes to this very simple, very common word, gift, and all he can say is it's indescribable. As Paul dips into the treasure of his vast knowledge, he can't find a word to fully capture the idea of God's gift to man. Indescribable. You won't find this particular Greek word anywhere else in the entire Bible. It's only found here. We would say in our day that Paul coined a word around God's gift. It's indescribable. Oh, we know its outline. We, we, we saw it uh, in plays and in uh, stories on TV, and uh, we know all the nativity stories. Some of you could get up here and tell the nativity story. We understand that it involves God's self-giving in Jesus Christ, the wonder of God taking upon Himself our poverty, our sin, our guilt on the cross, as we just sang, the wonder in which He has made everyone who has received that indescribable gift rich. It's all about His grace. We know this. It's a grace that not only meets our needs in this life, but will meet every need in the next life. But it also enables us, this gift, to share ourselves as gifts to others. The story of God's gift for our salvation can't really be told in all of its fullness. You and I are not capable of that. It is unspeakably wonderful. If you were captured by some of the songs tonight as they swelled, And just the glory of it all. Weren't you just like, I mean, I got to that point. And yet it's precisely because this gift is unspeakably wonderful that you and I must speak it. We must retell it again and again and again. It can never be exhausted. It can never fully be explored. It can never be fully explained. This gift from God that you and I are here tonight gathered together because of it to celebrate is beyond words it's too awesome even for our christmas songs we can't say it enough we can't do it big enough you see it's not just about a baby if jesus had been an ordinary infant there would have been nothing indescribable about him right Look at how Luke puts it in Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Luke, he's he's the writer of the Gospel of Luke, obviously. He's a doctor, and he presents this account much like a physician would fill out a clinical report. Almost matter of fact. And while they were there in, in Bethlehem, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Yet here in close proximity to where animals are fed. And for the first time in all of time, we know that Mary looks at God. (laughs) God in the flesh, face to face, indescribable. And standing nearby is a bewildered man who had nothing to do with the conception of the baby. (laughs) Joseph had simply believed the word of the angel. Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a a son, and you will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And Joseph believed. Like many of us who showed up here tonight have also believed. This carpenter stood back in amazement as Mary gave birth and placed the child in a feeding trough indescribable and we read that then Mary wrapped him which was quite common this is what you do with babies I think we still do it today don't we quite necessary to keep the baby warm to keep the baby protected and then that indescribable gift was laid in a very undesirable place a feeding trough somehow at least for me that doesn't seem right that's odd Special gifts are usually wrapped in special wrapping, right? Did you do that this year? Some gifts seem to have the anticipation of them heightened all the more by the way the master gift wrapper wraps them, right? Do you have one of those in your house? How many of you have waited in anticipation for what was placed under the tree and it had your name on it? What could it possibly be? How do we, when do we get to open it? Are we going to open one gift on Christmas Eve? That would be cool, because that's the one, that's the one I'm going to open. Some people seem to have a lot of fun wrapping gifts. They put one small box into a bigger box, and they take that box and put it into yet a bigger box, and each of those boxes is carefully wrapped with ribbons to make someone think that they're getting this huge, massive, ginormous gift when it's really just a small gift. Ha, ha, ha. You know who you are. I get a little frustrated wrapping gifts. Right, Sandy? Yeah, you shouldn't come over. Interestingly, though, I never get frust- frustrated unwrapping gifts. And some gifts you can't seem to even hide with wrapping paper, like a, like a football or the snow shovel. Did any of you actually do that this year, a snow shovel? Really? Jesus came wrapped by God Himself with very special gift wrapping. God didn't just suddenly plop Jesus out of heaven to earth. God prepared humanity for the coming of the Christ for hundreds and hundreds of years. The indescribable Jesus came wrapped in prophecy. Consider the prophecy offered by Isaiah in Isaiah 7.14. Therefore, 720 years before Jesus was born, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Consider Isaiah 9.6. For... To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And both of these references in Isaiah clearly refer to the long-promised Messiah. No one fits Isaiah's prophetic gift wrapping except for God's indescribable gift. Isaiah's prophecy was fulfilled, it was proven to be true, and now Jesus, when He came, as He grew, He looked like any other Jewish boy of the day. He looked like any other villager's son. His appearance had nothing majestic about it. There was no shining glow around Him, although on one occasion in His ministry, He let the glory of his deity shine through to those three disciples who were dropped to the ground. But for the most part, growing up, he drove a nail just like anyone else would drive a nail. He didn't perform his miracles until the last three years of his life, much later in his life. He was just another man according to his outward appearance. Or was he? Would, if he, would he have had temper tantrums like other toddlers? Would he be potentially moody and self centered as a young adolescent? And then that would continue on into his adulthood? When he was at the wedding of Cana, didn't his mom think there was really something special about him? And she had these expectations. We're out of wine, do whatever he says. In his form, he was just like you, and he was just like me, but he was wrapped differently. Indescribably. The indescribable Jesus also came wrapped in history, not just prophecy. Because prophecy, being what it is, weaves its way through history over thousands of years, and that's God's job, and he is the master of it. God weaves history together so that it dovetails right into prophecy. Skeptics scoff at this. Skeptics call you and I foolish to believe in this, and and even more foolish to show up on a night to celebrate it together. But Paul says in Galatians 4, 4 and 5, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons the fullness of time, exactly on schedule. At no better time, God's time. World history fits together perfectly for the coming of Jesus Christ. How cool it was that when Jesus was born, there was a common language in the world that people could use to communicate with each other, to convey and understand this message about the arrival of an indescribable gift. The world hadn't had such a universal language since the days of the Tower of Babel, and that didn't go real well. The world was filled with multiple languages, but along came a guy named Alexander the Great, and he brought a common language with him to the world, to the known world, Greek so now the message of Jesus Christ, the indescribable gift, could be understand, understood by everyone at the time of Christ's coming. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. And even if you have a common language, you still need a way to deliver that, right? You've you got to deliver this message to everybody in the known world. It's, it's, it's so important. And you can't post it on Facebook, and you, you can't upload a YouTube video. So, history tells us that God had the empire of Rome build roads, paved all the roads so it linked the east to the west, and they they had secure shipping lanes on the Mediterranean Sea so that the message could travel throughout Asia Minor and beyond. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. And what about the politics of the day? Everybody's down on politics, sometimes for good reasons you had this really unusual situation at Christ's birth. There was this census that was required of all the people, and it kind of just came out of the blue. There it is. And that decree required a man from Nazareth, whose roots were way down south in Bethlehem, to go back to his hometown to take part in a politically motivated census. And it just so happened that those politics of that day were right when his wife Mary was due to give birth. How about that? And just like that, a young couple find themselves in Bethlehem, the prophesied location for the Messiah's birth. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The gift of Jesus to the world was not God's last-minute Band-Aid solution to stick on a wounded world's cut. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son an indescribable gift that whoever believes in Him will not perish but will receive eternal life, real life, full life, life to the fullest. The Bible says Jesus came in the fullness of time and that everything everything was fully prepared as prepared as possible for him. All the pieces of history, prophecy, and the political and in, even in the political realms all came together. God's preparation for this baby was staggering. It's indescribable. Beyond description. And this is why the Christmas story has to be repeated, not just at Christmas time. It's to be repeated using God's own words by you and by me out in the world day after day after day. How many Christmas Eves have you celebrated? Is this your first one? How exciting! Is this your 61st one? How exciting! Can it ever get old, the indescribable gift? You know, people today are still waiting for the Messiah to come. Do you know that others think that there is a Savior on the earth who will soon be revealed? And still some think that there is a man or there is a woman somewhere on this planet who will usher in the peace we all long for, who will usher in days of prosperity and unity. Stop looking around for another Messiah. Stop anticipating another gift, another answer, another, another provision to meet the needs of your life. The light of the world, the Savior for your sin, the indescribable gift from God has already come. And He's coming back. Your problem might be that you've just rejected God's gift, God's solution. You've come up with your own. Or maybe you've ignored it. Or marginalized it. He's here. He's here. I have no original message. Actually, every Sunday, I don't have an original message. (laughs) And I get paid for it. (laughs) I just come like a shepherd out of the field saying, The indescribable gift has arrived trust Him, listen to Him, and His name is Jesus. Would you rise with me and light your candles and so let your light shine in the world? And let's pray and prepare for our closing song, Silent Night. Heavenly Father, we bow before You, You alone, worthy to receive all honor and glory and praise in the earth, above the earth, under the earth. And, Lord, this indescribable gift of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we, we've, we've acknowledged we we had we a loss for words. But we know that you have placed your love in our hearts through our faith and trust in him as our Savior, and we are now enabled, emboldened by you to, in love, speak words of truth into those we encounter. And we all encounter a lot through our families th- over the next couple of days, Lord. People at work, neighbors, grant us by your grace the opportunities to share this indescribable gift that has changed our lives. We're so thankful, Lord, and we look forward to how you're going to use us now. In Jesus' name, amen.